Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the seven game NBA main slate on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings and I make videos for NBA Top Shot as well. If you are unable to watch these videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. I'll have a link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you do enjoy, if you could leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that helps me out a ton. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on patreon.com, an esports package that includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as an NBA package. And I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If it's your first time watching these videos or you're just not familiar with prize picks, so the idea is they will post uh, players and fantasy score projections. And you can either take the over or the under, um, and these will move throughout the day. So if you see one of these, they're too high or too low, you should hop on it. Right now, they don't have anything posted for NBA, but um, there will be definitely either later tonight or tomorrow. They'll have a ton of stuff. They have every single sport you can think of, and you can mix and match sports. So you can use like, a couple from MLB, a couple from NBA, and they got PGA. They do have CSGO. They do have Call of Duty. Yeah, Basically, anything you can think of. Um, and, and what I would say about prize picks, it's a nice change of pace. You're not playing against anyone. You're playing against the house. So if you guys want to try it out, you can sign up. You can just go DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You will get a 100% match up to $100. You put $100 in, basically, you get a free $100 to play with. And finally, thank you guys for all the support. Um, you know, the live streams especially, we're hitting 350, 400 concurrent viewers to all the generous super chatters this last week. Again, that is so, so nice to you guys. So, um, yeah, really do appreciate all support. If you guys do like the content, if you could in, uh, leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already. Again, closing in, I think we got about 10 away from the 9,000 subscriber mark. And hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. I will be doing YouTube live stream tomorrow as always. So make sure to check it out, guys. Uh, I will try to get to everyone's questions. All right, so before we talk about this slate, we got to look back in the lineup here from Wednesday. Wednesday, one of the highest scoring slates i can remember personally maybe the highest so let's go over my lineup do have a little bit of tilting to do in the high dollar stuff 376 not cashing um in the lower dollar stuff i cash with ease but again i don't really care about that i obviously care more about the the high dollar stuff so i can get out of the way so you guys can see So, uh, yeah, let's go over my lineup. Westbrook, DeLon Wright, Terrence Davis, Marvin Bagley, Mo Bamba, Aaron, Aaron Holiday, uh, Kenny Martin Jr., and Demontis Sabonis. So, I knew once again it was going to be a popular slate, right? When you have, you know, some clear spend-ups and a guy like Russell Westbrook, 70% owned, like a clear play in the mid-range, DeLon Wright, 74%. Marvin Bagley, only 48%. I think a little bit of recency bias there, right? Since he had a kind of a dud game last game, came in a lower ownership. Um, I thought he should have been higher owned at that price. I thought he was one of the best plays of the slate. Mo Bamba also, you know, over 50%. He smashed, he went off. Uh, and then Kenny Martin Jr. was a clear value that was like 70%. So the higher dollar stuff, um, we got a lot of the, uh, a lot of guys were, were very, very popular. Now, where I got different, and this is where I'm tilting. First, we got Terrence, low-owned Terrence Davis. Absolutely crushing in his time on the court. Plays 19 minutes. Now, 
19 minutes after 31 the previous game. And I get, right, I would get it if he was playing bad and shooting like 0 of 7 and can't hit a shot. I would get it. No, he was lighting it up from the field. Ah, give him 19 minutes. Aaron Holiday. Now, I'm not. I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at the Pacers. Last what four games or so? Eight man rotation. I'm thinking, okay, Sumner out. Go get in. Gonna, gonna be an eight man rotation again. Nah. 10, 11 man rotation. Throwing a meet of Brimus for some garbage time. And then finally. Low-owned Sabonis blowout. Did only lose a couple of minutes, but still, like I was only out of the cash by like a couple points. If that game stays close, probably getting the cash with that. Also, he had a cardio third quarter. He was crushing it. Uh, he, not crushing, but he had a pretty, I think he had like 27 at half and then did nothing in the third quarter. But um, yeah, use him as a, uh, I want to get different. I knew everyone was going to play Giannis. And I'm not going to lie, got super lucky with that fade. Giannis, Foul trouble plus floor game in a smash matchup against Washington with no Chris Milton. I again that was a lucky fade for sure. He was the absolute chalk in this tournament. So yeah, if Terrence Davis just plays normal minutes, if the Pacers just you know run the rotation they have been the last four or five games and the game stays close, it's probably a really big night for me. Um, so again, stuff I can't control. Right, Terrence Davis, thirty-one to nineteen minutes. The Pacers. Go from eight to ten man rotation, obviously kills the value, right? Um, and then to top it all off, the Rockets have a seven man rotation because Augustine was playing or was active but not going to play. And then Kevin Porter Jr. gets injured, so bigger boost to the players that you know play the Rockets value. So that hurt a little bit too. Um, but yeah, that is the night, guys. Almost yeah, three eighty and did not cash in the high dollar stuff. Crazy one. Crazy one for sure. But um, yeah, let's move on to this seven-game slate. No Vegas odds out right now. So let's just jump into the team-by-team breakdown. We'll start off for Chicago. So Vooch, Zach Levine, both expected to play. Keep an eye on if there's going to be a minutes limit for either of Vooch or Levine. If there's not, I think they're they're decent GPP plays. Like the last five games Levine played, 57, 69, 51, 42, 53 fans. Once he was really good in playing big minutes. Got him a, just a little bit worried that maybe they limit him. Kind of the same with Vooch. Um, and if they are limited, I'm not really getting to anyone else. Everyone else kind of priced up from when these guys are out. So basically staying away. The only two guys I'm considering are Vooch and Levine, but if they're going to be limited, I'm just crossing off the bulls. All right, Charlotte Hornets. So Lamella ball 7.9 now. Um, did only play 31 minutes. That was a little bit disappointing. I thought he would play a little bit more. Um, price did come up. I still think the spot is, is solid. A guy that has triple double upside, but if he's only going to play about 30 minutes, then he's just kind of like a solid play, but not like a priority for me. Now, if I knew he's going to play like 35 plus, I would really like him. So not sure what the minute's going to be like for, for the Hornets. We probably won't get any news on if he's going to extend it or not. So it makes it a little bit tricky. Rogier shot eight of 23 last game, played 40 minutes. Again, just had a terrible shooting game. We know he still has upside. Does kind of take a backseat offensively with the mellow ball in. PJ Washington now back, so not really on the centers. Assuming he starts, we probably get, you know, 30 to 35 minutes. I don't love the price point there. Devonte Graham, believe, is, yeah, not expected to play. Value, um, with PJ in, it does take a slight hit, but I still think guys like McDaniels, Monk, and 
Caleb Martin. I, I literally can never get the the uh, the Martin twins right. They're still viable. McDaniel's a five one. I think probably gets you know thirty to thirty five minutes. A, a definitely a fair play in the mid range. Malik Monk off the bench, shot zero of eight in nineteen minutes. I brought that up. I was like, hey. Malik Monk, he's going to get shots up, but if he's not hitting them, he has a floor, and that's what happened. 0 of 8, 8 fancy points. He also can go for 40 if he's hitting a shot. So I think Monk's still a solid GPP play off the bench. And then, um, yeah, Caleb Martin, if he starts again, is a fair value play. Uh, no, not a super high usage guy, but probably get, you know, 25 to 30 minutes from him. The other bigs, Xeller, Biembo, probably not going to get to them again with PJ in. And then Brad Wanamaker had a good game off the bench. Did play 31 minutes. I think those minutes trend down. It's kind of hard to trust. You know, look, last three games, 12, 7, and 31 minutes. So that is where I'm at for the first game. Brooklyn and Dallas. I think Kevin Durant, once again, one of the better spenders for the slate. He is still too cheap for guys going to play about 40 minutes. 64, 62, 58 fans points last three games and still priced below 10K. So I do like Kevin Durant a good amount. And then Kyrie Irving, again, the pivot. Uh, I think Kevin Durant will be somewhat popular. Kyrie has has similar upside but maybe not as high of a floor so it'll be a little bit lower owned but don't mind going to Kyrie as a pivot off Kevin Durant the value for the Nets not really with with both those stars healthy I'm probably just going to stay away moving on to Dallas Luka Doncic at 10-9 it is a good matchup he's been very up and down he, did, he was having a really big game then the game blew out um I think Luka's a pretty pretty good spot up you can definitely pair him with KD or pair him with with Kyrie as a little mini game stack um yeah so Luka good matchup I like him there at the top the rest of the like the mid-range guys for Dallas, like Dorian Finney-Smith, he'll play the minutes, but he doesn't have a ton of upside. Hardaway does have the upside. He saw We saw it the last two lesser games, 49-51. All I'm saying is be careful. 42 real-life points and 36 real-life points. He has been shooting the ball lights out. When he's not hitting his shots, he still has a somewhat low floor. So, again, just be careful there. Like, Jay Rich, Brunson, minutes are not great on either. Like, Jay Rich probably plays about 30. Brunson, the minutes are kind of pen kind of been trending down from recently and then it's just oh this is such a headache guys this is just such a headache with the bigs i really was hoping porzingis and kleber would play so we don't have to deal with this i just i really 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 dislike rick carlisle because i'm just telling you you cannot trust this big rotation so i know dwight powell played 29 minutes and went for 34 fancy points last two games 30 plus fancy points for him all i'm saying is is there's a chance he starts this game and plays 10 minutes. I would not be shocked. So, you know, of the bigs, Powell's probably the guy you can feel the best about based on what we've seen last couple of games. But there's still no guarantee when you got a coach named Rick Carlisle. Um, So, Powell, I do have interest in. They could also dust off Boban for a little bit. We know he's a great point per minute guy, but there's also a chance he gets a DNP. I think what likely happens is Powell starts, Cauley Stein comes off the bench, but we've seen games where Cauley Stein gets extended, and he's the one that plays more minutes. So he's at min price, him, Powell, both in play. Now, Boban, if he starts, I'm playing Boban. If he doesn't start, again, there's a chance he gets a DNP, so that's a big risk. And then Melly, what did he play the last game? Only played 15 minutes. Probably don't get to him unless he starts. So that's where I'm at kind of with the Dallas bigs. It's a tricky one. I, again, hate hate the coach, but... um. Yeah, if Powell starts, I guess he's the safest. I'm just I'm just warning you guys. Just giving you a warning right now. So, yeah, right? I just DraftKings not moving his price. Right? That's, that's what you do. So, yeah, pretty simple. Uh Brad Beal, fine GBP play. Again, though. 
Not even close to the upside or floor of Russell Westbrook. With Rui out, they started... I got I to gotta check out this rotation. I started Anthony Gill. Um, let me bring this up. God, I... Uh, Scott Brooks. We have Scott Brooks and Rick Carlisle on the slate. Yep. It's like Anthony Gill started. He got some ownership. Didn't trust it. He only played 18 minutes. Um, Neto played 23. Don't have much interest in him at 4-8. Uh, Bert Tansen played 28 minutes off the bench. Ish played 22. Gafford had a double-double. But yeah, let's only play him 14 minutes. And a quote tonight was, this is how good of a coach Scott Brooks is. Scott Brooks with a one-word answer on if Daniel Gafford's performance warrants more playing time. Yeah. And you want to tell me how we still employ, how he won coach of the month? <sighs> Makes zero sense to me. Now, Gafford 4-6, he played, what, 14 minutes? He had a double-double. He's a great point-per-minute guy. I would not be surprised if he still plays like 12 minutes. So, um, I think I... It's hard to trust him unless he starts. I just, again, it's just right, like Rick Carlisle, I have no trust in this rotation. No trust. Davis Bertans, I think you could go to, um, again, play 27 or 26 minutes. The only issue with him is he has to hit his shots to get value, and I'm not touching anything else on the Washington side. All right, moving on to Toronto. So, on the Toronto Raptors, um, OG is doubtful, and is Gary Trent questionable? Probable. So Gary Trent looking like he's going to be back. Don't have a ton of interest in him at that price. Big three looking like they're going to play with Siakam, Van Fleet, Lowry. It's a good matchup. So I think all three are firmly in play. For me, I, I prefer the cheapest, which is Lowry. But yeah, Van Fleet, Siakam, both have upside. Um, they've been a little bit inconsistent, but you can definitely stack this game up. You can go Westbrook. You can run it back with one or two of these guys. Right? The minutes are going to be there for them. So I think the big three for Toronto, all firmly in play. The, the tricky part is just trying to land on which one's going to be, right? Because all three have been inconsistent on a night-to-night basis. I will say, if this game stays close, at least one of those guys is going to smash. It's just the tricky part of trying to figure out which one's going to be. That's always my complaint with those main Toronto guys. Tom Birch at 5-4 again. Came back down to earth. Just secondary option. Malachi Flynn, no. I'm not touching anything else for value. Memphis, Detroit. So John Morant had a really big game tonight. I went for 63. And the upside is there. It's just the consistency. Look at this. 62, 46, 44, 28, 29, 36, 21, 63. So, Ja, fine for tournaments. But I, there's no way I'm trusting him for cash games. Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, he fought. Okay, that's why I, I wasn't really following this game. He only played 20 minutes. He fouled out in 20 minutes. So that's why he got limited run. Um, the previous game, 35 in a close game. So JV, I think, is a fine GBP. But I think people will box score watch and avoid him. Now, um, Desmond Bain is now viable. I know a lot of people asked about him, and he had a good game today. But that you got to take what in consideration what happened, right? Grayson Allen started and then got injured. So then, obviously, Bain gets the big boost. Um, so yeah, with Grayson Allen most likely out, I th- expect Desmond Bain to start. I think he's a fair value. 42, 33 fans once last couple games. Be careful though, like he still has his somewhat low floor. But yeah, assuming Bain starts, I think he's someone we can look to for value. And then like in the mid-range, slow-mo at 5-9, I think is a fair play. I think, you know, so 31 minutes today. We probably get around 30 here. He's a guy that can, you know, stuff the stat sheet. I dislike playing Dylan Brooks, but you know, you can go there for GBPs. He's got to hit his shots and yeah, that's that's about it for me. I think how many minutes did Brandon Clark play? I think he played a little bit more, yeah, because Jonas Valanciunas foul trouble. Um, he is three point three k. Like he probably gets somewhere around eighteen to twenty minutes. 
I guess you could do worse value, but the issue is again Memphis, they just have a deep rotation. Now moving on to Detroit. So Grant out, Palmy out, Jackson out, Corey Joseph out, Diallo out, uh, Magruder out, Dennis Smith Jr. out, Wayne Ellington questionable. I see no reason why they play a veteran like Wayne Ellington right now. So I assume he doesn't play. So that means I think it's nine bodies. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, and, and Savidrius, I don't think will will play much. So I think it's going to be closer to eight-man rotation here for the Pistons. So starting with Stewart and Sadiq Bay at the top, both firmly in place. Stewart's been a little bit disappointing uh, last three games, but you know, the upside is there. It's just consistency with him, kind of like John Morant, right? So don't think you can go there in a cash game setting. But for GVPs, like, I'm fine going to Stu. Um, Sadiq Bay at 6'3". The minutes will be there. 40, 30, 38 minutes last year games. I'm expecting about 35 from him. Um, you know, did have a bad shooting game. So that's why he had a subpar, you know, fancy point game. But, um, yeah, he'll probably get a ton of shot attempts up. 21, 17, 12 shot attempts last year games. I think Sadiq Bay is a, you know, safe play in the mid-range. Killing Hayes, I don't love just because he's kind of splitting minutes with Saban Lee and just seems priced about right. Honestly, may, might prefer taking the shot in Saban Lee at close to min price. Uh, 20, 19 minutes last couple games. These are both close games. So if he's going to play about 20 minutes, I think he's a viable GPP value play. Frank Jackson at 5-1, I would assume probably starts now. And I think we get, you know, 30 to 35 minutes from him. I think he, that price looks pretty good for, for a guy that, again, has been playing well uh, recently. And Sekou finally had, like, a ceiling. Like, it's the first big game we've seen from Sekou, I think, like, all year. I went for 35 fancy points. Assuming he starts again, I think he's viable. Doesn't have a super high floor, uh, but I would assume we probably get about 30 minutes from Sekou. So Sekou's a valley guy you can look to as well. Um, and then I'll mention, like, Stewart's been in some foul trouble. If he does get in foul trouble, it's, it's Jalil Okafor coming in. Okafor hasn't done a ton recently, but he's still, like, a good offensive player. So if you want to get super, super contrarian GPPs, you can take a shot there. Atlanta, Indiana. So this game looks pretty good, right? Two teams that play fast, two teams that don't play a whole lot of defense. We'll start Trey Young at 9-4. I like him a good amount for GBPs. They've been involved with a ton of blowouts recently, but in close game, we should we probably get 35-ish minutes from Trey Young. Also, Capella should be able to feast against this Indiana front court. Again, a lot of blowouts recently, but I don't love the price, but I think you can go there as part of a game stack for Clint Capella. Again, really do like the matchup. And Bogdan Madonovich is 7-3. Again, probably get 35-ish minutes from him. He's been good. He has been good. So the main three guys there for the for the Hawks, I like a good amount. I think all I would say all more suited though for tournaments. All right, on the Pacers side, so can't really get to the value now if they're going to run a ten man rotation, and they'll probably troll us this game and go back to an eight man rotation. If they do, if they do that, I'm gonna be so mad. Um, but we'll start Demontis Sabonis at ten four. Assuming Brodin is out, he's you know clear number one. Probably plays about 40 minutes. I think he's a good uh, GPP play. Again, this game definitely stacked well. Karis Silver had an awful game tonight. Uh, 24 fancy points, but that's going to really lower the ownership. Again, you can go there's part of a game stack for GPPs. Brissett, no way at that price. McConnell, like only played 23 minutes. That's a little bit worrisome. McDermott at four. Again, I just don't think I can trust this value because they ran a 10-man rotation in, in a close game and obviously dusted off like Amina Brima. And like Cassius Stanley, like Cassius Stanley was in the regular rotation actually, which again I just couldn't believe. So um, I don't know if I can trust the value for the Pacers if they do what they did last game. I, I don't think I can do it. And then we go to the Thunder. You guys know my favorite team to see in the slate, right? No, God, I hate this team. Um, it, rotations here are, are so inconsistent. Uh, we'll start with Lou Dort and Baisley. I think probably the safest options because of minutes. We probably get you know thirty five ish from Dort at six four. Um, the upside's there. Consistency, not as much. Baisley had the big game last game. Also, again, upside there. Consistency, not really. There's been no consistency with any of these Thunder guys. But those two, minutes-wise, probably are, play the most minutes. Moses Brown could play 12. 
could play 30 plus minutes. No idea, right? If he plays 12, he's going to kill you. If he plays 30, he's probably going to win you a lot of money. Your guess is as good as mine as how many minutes he plays. So, again, I have no idea. Last five games, 12, 32, 18, 14, 30. Maladon at 4-7, probably gets 25 to 30 minutes, but he's been a pretty low usage guy. Roby, if he starts, I actually think is a fair play. Played 27 minutes the last game. And bench guys, if, if they're not starting, I don't really trust it. Ty Jerome's gotten a DNP last week. Kenneth Williams was projected high by a couple sites. He got a DNP last game. Um, Gabriel Deck has actually been playing decently well off the bench. Do I trust this? Not really. Um, I know he's gone for 20 plus last three games. I just, it doesn't feel great. And then they re-signed Charlie Brown. They just have a lot of guys you can use off the bench. I'm not targeting any bench guys for the Thunder. I'm not taking the risk. Um, there, there's a chance if if your guy's not starting, he might get a DNP. Moving on to Golden State. So the only thing you have to worry about here is potential for a blowout. If this game stays close, I think Steph Curry, it looks great for tournaments. Shooting lights out, great matchup here. So do like Steph for GPPs. I think Draymond's playable in both formats. The only thing you have to worry about, again, is potential for a blowout. Wiggins, not so much. Ubre, if he misses, you can look to Bazemore. He had a terrible game last game, but probably gets, you know, 30 to 35 minutes. That's probably it for me. Toscano Anderson, pool, no thanks. Looney at 4-2, 25 to 30 minutes. Just there. Seems maybe a little bit over, a little bit overpriced. All right, last game. Lakers, Clippers, not super appealing here. Um, LeBron out. Anthony Davis at 9-6. Viable tournament play, but, you know, not playing huge minutes in competitive games is a little bit worrisome. Drummond has not been playing well. Gasol looks like to be back in the rotation. Don't really trust the center rotation here for, for the Lakers, so I will probably stay away there. Schroeder still out. Kuzma was somewhat popular last slate. Absolute dud. But, um, again, a lot of guys missing, so I think he's still playable at 5-5. Five, five. It's just he's so hard to trust. And Harold based out of this rotation, THT questionable. And then Caruso, assuming he starts, is actually a pretty safe value. 26, 28 minutes. Like, they have, like, no one to play point guard, especially if there's no THT. So, um, Caruso, I think he's a safer value play on the Lakers side. Um, KCP, I mean, the minutes will be there again, though. He's got to hit his shots. 33, 34, 31, 33, 33, 31 minutes. So like, at least, you know, he's going to be out there again, though, does have a somewhat low floor. If he's not hitting his threes, that's probably it. Like Markeith Morris at three, four, not playing enough minutes for me. I don't think I can trust Ben Malcolmore either. So let's finish up with the Clippers, a team. I don't have a ton of interest in Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, tough matchup. Not much there. Marcus Morris, Reggie. Nah, don't really like either. Zubach, Revenge, Game Narrative, 5-1, 25-ish minutes. Just secondary option. Uh, the two guys I'm really looking to are, are the cheapies. Rondo, and he becomes riskier now with Pat Beverly in the rotation. He only played 20 as opposed to 25 and 30 last couple games. It is Revenge, Game Narrative. So I think, you know, 20-ish minutes out of Rondo off the bench, he can still get you there, but not something I feel good about. And then Boogie Cousins, also a pretty high-risk play. He's a good point for a guy. And this is a big front court for the Lakers, right? Drummond, Gasol. You know, even Harrell might play a little bit. Um, so is this the game where Boogie Cousins plays off the bench? I would guess yes. You never know, though. There's still a chance that they dust off Pat Patterson instead and, and Boogie gets the DNP. So that is the risk there. But if he does play um, and gets about, you know, 15-ish minutes, he can, he can go out and get you 20 faints points at a time. So viable GBP contrarian play. But that is about it for the team-by-team team breakdown, guys. And that's going to wrap it up for the video as well. So... If you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos, you don't want to go live. Thanks again, guys. Have a good night, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.